Welcome to episode 46 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, plus tips, apps, and gear. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week is Kelly Gamont. How are you doing, Kelly? Hi, David. I'm doing really well. How are you? Doing great. I'm glad you're here as a return guest. We appreciate it. Uh, Lots of lots of discussion ahead of us here today because Apple has been uh, very active in the. Uh, <laughs> in, I guess that's probably the easiest, that's the nicest way to say it <laughs> with this stuff. Sure. Yeah. There, well, but, there's uh, been a lot of a lot of discussion today. We'll say there, there has. So we'll, we're going to discuss it a little bit in in the iOS world uh, in the news. We've got a couple articles, um, and then uh, uh, our topics today are going to be uh, talking a little bit about uh, what we can look forward to in 2019. I mean, we've already got to start here. So, uh, and, uh, if we've got some top apps, we'll talk about that as well. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit about HomeKit because I, I got a lot of oh. presence and, and uh, a lot of different plugs. I know you guys have had a sponsor on the Mac observer of Eve, Eve energy. So I, I just got one of those and I've had another one already downstairs. Ooh. We're going to talk a little more about what I've experienced so far with the plugs. They're kind of cool. And I, I'm, yes. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of excited how I've got to set them up. I want, but I want to give them, we'll, we'll, we'll explore it together, seeing what we'll more things we could do with it. So, um, yes. So before we get into. I have many ideas because I'm a very silly person and yeah, I have access to a staggering amount of technology to, to put <laughs> behind that. And so yeah. I have supported silliness in a wide variety of ways. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Absolutely. That's why we're here to have some fun and you guys can enjoy listening to what we talk about here. <laughs> um, so before we get into the really meat of the news that happened this week, um, actually, <sighs> as we yeah. report it. Let's talk about iOS 12. It's installed on 78% of devices. That's pretty incredible. I mean, I have, I, we have a link uh, to an uh, article on Mac Rumors. Um, and mm-hmm. only three and a half months to have that, that, that high percent of installs. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that. I don't know what you think. And the thing that, that really struck me about that number is that it's 78% of all devices from the last four years. Right. So the last four oh, yeah. years would be... 10 and then 10 and 8 was one year ago. Right. Uh, was when we got those. So 10 and 8 is a year. And then 7 is two years. So then 6S is three years. So four years ago would have been the iPhone 6. Right. The 6 and the 6 Plus. That's, and then, you know, the SE is in there somewhere. So from the 6 and higher, that's what's 78%. Here's what was interesting to me, though, is that everything that ran iOS 11 will run iOS 12. And I think the line for that is Touch ID, which means the 5S. 5S. And when you mm-hmm. add when you add all devices, because it was 78% of all devices from the last four years, but it's 75% of all iOS devices. Right. And I'm assuming what they mean is active use because something has to, you know, phone home in order to get that update and install it. Right. So that, to me, was the thing that was surprising was the three quarters of all of the devices that are out there like i said the iphone 5s the iphone se um presumably there's ipods in the mix somewhere uh we use those yeah we use those over at app camp so um some of those are uh, devices that i am in charge of making sure are updated (laughs) so i know there's at least a a non-zero number of ipods out there that are doing that um iPads that go back to, I think, the first generation Air, and I'm not sure if it goes back further than that or not for um, iOS 11. Yeah, I think so it goes, I, on the uh, iPad, I don't remember how far back. I think the iPad goes as far as the Air. It may not, yeah, the fourth gen, I think, was under the life 
end of the road. Yeah. Um, so I like that's yes. mm-hmm. so many devices and it that, is. you know, and the and that have been around so long, which I think ties into today's big headline is that um, that's a lot of devices that are out there in the world yeah. that are still being used and still being used enough that people are updating to the to the latest operating system for that device. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's, that's the thing that I think. Um, and and part of why I think this is so interesting is because of the contrast it has yep. with uh, other mobile operating systems. So, you know, Windows has a lot of weird, you know, mobile but not really sort of operating system parameters. So they don't have yes, like a, there's, it's hard to nail down like a solid number for like mobile Windows 10 for mobile or whatever they call it anyway. I think that, well, it's um, all gone now, so. <laughs> right. So, you know, so, you know, it doesn't really matter. And then there's like all those flavors of Android and there's, you know, sort of Android on all the Kindle devices that are out yeah. there because it's Android, but Amazon forked it so that they can make their own stuff. Yeah. So like all of those flavors, it's really hard to compare but also it's really hard to um you know measure with the same yardstick because a lot of that stuff is tied to carriers which is the thing that i think is really frustrating about android devices and the primary reason i warn people off of them is if a security update comes out you know it's up to google to release it for android and then it's up to your cell provider whether or not you get any updates even if you bought that phone yesterday and i find that endlessly frustrating because like maybe verizon's really good about updates for a while but i have a t-mobile phone or maybe i have a t-mobile phone so they're really awesome about giving me updates but sprint you know, doesn't ever care about an android update or whatever and it's too much to juggle Mm -hmm. and like even if you are a reasonably technical person, the PETA factor on that is still just so high. There's, there's, there's too much to it, and it's, it's too hard. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, look yeah. at all the issues and stuff that we have. You know, when you do, when you are able to get all of those updates directly from whoever it was that made your device, like even then, sometimes that stuff is really complicated and it's frustrating. So, yeah, I'm no. really glad not to, not to have to worry about the actual getting my hands on the update and be able to worry about the nuts and bolts of applying the update and making sure family members of mine are applying updates like they should and all that kind of stuff. So, right. I mean, Android, it drives me nuts. And I've talked about it in pre- you know previous episodes about it. <laughs> it's just, it just, I don't, I just don't like the fact that you can't get the latest operating system unless you have the pure Google, like the pixel. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then I have a pixel that I use and, just to experience it because I have to because of, of work, but I don't want to have to. I mm-hmm. want to, but uh, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, Android yeah. a whole other a whole other topic by itself. <laughs> it is, and I I want to talk about it. I want to play with it. I want to enjoy it, but uh, they don't really have a decent tablet anymore. No, like didn't. there used to be the well, there used to be the Nexus Seven that came straight from Google. I had one, and you didn't have to have a, a contract for it. You didn't have to, you know, subsidize it through two years worth of cell service or anything like that. And you could just go buy one and it was the operating system straight from Google. And then Google stopped doing that. And it makes me really sad because I don't have a good way to get my hands on it. Otherwise, yeah, no, it's, it's really hard to get your hands on a reasonable device without a contract. You know, if I just want like an iPod touch, you know, in an Android flavor, like that's not really a thing. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, you can buy the phones. I mean, that's how I purchased it through the Google Straight, and yeah, um, and then you don't have to have a contract. You just you you put the SIM in yourself. So um, right. And uh, but it was also nice because that tablet was like 150 bucks, and that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. I could get my hands on it, and it was done. Phone is a lot higher than than yes. So, um, but uh, 
but uh, anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm always pleased to see that because of just the stability of the operating system. That, that in itself tells me mm -hmm. why I'm proud, proud and happy to be uh, in the iOS uh, ecosystem and why I do this podcast <laughs> is because yeah, it's, of that by itself. It, it's much, it, overall, it's a much nicer experience, I think. Yeah. So anyway, let's go to the big elephant in the room that happened this week. And uh, <gasps> that, that's the, the letter. <laughs> and oh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the article I actually have linked, uh, but I know there was other articles, is uh, the one that uh, says that, that Tim Cook's comment about the $29 iPhone battery program uh, is the blame for their quarter one iPhone sales there's, drop. I mean, see, I just found that, yeah. There's so much other, I feel like there's a lot of other stuff going on. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I kind of tiptoed up to the edge of this earlier today when we talked about it on Daily Observations. Yep. And I just realized how name droppy that sounded when I oh, said it out loud. No, you're oh, welcome my, to do that anytime you know that. On my <laughs> other podcast. Um, so the thing about it that, that I wonder, though, is, um, first of all, I think you know, people are sort of referring to this as peak iPhone. Like, you know, this right. is what happened. And I think a number of things happened kind of all at the same time. Yep. Like to sort of like started to align. And I think Apple got a good look at it. For example, um, unit sales, like we, there was always going to come a point when Apple was going to stop telling us exactly how many iPhones they sold as part of the standard earnings report. We knew that was coming. That was always coming. And how did we know that was coming? Because Apple never told us how many watches they sold. Not one, like if they put out a press release that said we sold 11 squillion of them the opening weekend, that's not the same thing as part of the earnings call was we sold this many watches. Right. And, and that never happened. And they knew they were never going to, they were never going to say that. And they knew that yeah. that was going to sort of be the, the harbinger of we're not going to include unit sales in any of this, other, you know, for, for other devices either. So I'm of the opinion that that was a thing that, that because they saw that coming, that that was a thing that was happening. I think another thing that happened was um, actually something that happened a year ago. And that was the four digit price of an iPhone. Right. Because uh, subsidized phones basically aren't a thing anymore. No, that's, and that's, that's history. Right. So there's installment plans, which are not the same thing. It's just a separate line item on your bill. I pay 25 bucks a month for my phone or whatever, same here. Um, which you can do and that's fine. Or you can pay for it outright and that's also fine. But I think um, mentally the thousand dollar phone becoming a thing last year, um, we're used to it now. Lots of people bought a ten the, the tennis match or the 10 C I don't remember what they call the 10 that comes in colors because um, it's wrong <laughs> because it's supposed to be a 10 C. Um, <laughs> yeah. The five C it was the five C before. Right. And why is it C? It comes in color anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. While we're talking about things that Apple's kind of whiffing on, let's, let's talk about naming the new phones. Um, but like that, the first, you know, a four digit price and number one, uh, you know, which which people are paying one way or another, with, you know, and some people have upped their payment plan, you know, like I can pay X amount a month or whatever, um, you know, and get a new phone, but I have to pay for it over three years instead of over two years. Right. So a lot of people and and I think also a lot of people are holding on to phones longer because iOS yeah. is reasonably mature. You can do a whole lot with it. And iOS, that's all I got. to say. Yes. <laughs> right. 
And yes, I understand that Face ID is a different way to unlock your phone, but what it is, is a different implementation of a way to unlock your phone without having to punch a passcode into your phone in order to be able to get into it. So that was like the fundamental change that came with the 10. Some people don't care. Like I have an iPhone 8. My iPhone 8 has a 12 megapixel camera in it. And a 12 megapixel camera is a pretty great camera. For having with you all the time? That's, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I had my first digital camera was like a seven megapixel camera. And it was not this thin. (laughs) And it really didn't fit in my pocket, you know. I had a Kodak. Um, Remember the Kodak cameras? (laughs) Yes, the quick take. Oh, and the quick take. Yes, those were great. But like, I can can make a reasonably awesome document scan, you know, with this and do all kinds of other things. Other things beyond just taking a picture. Right. Like from boring stuff all the way up to like, you know, my last trip to Disney World, like 100% of the photos I took, I took with my camera, with my phone. And, you know, like they were able at other points to add other things. You know, the first iPhone came with a camera. Uh, the 3GS was when we got video. Um, right. You know, the, four, the 4S, the S stood for Siri. And, you know, we got Touch ID, which made it, which was the first evolution in unlocking your phone in a secure fashion. Uh, then we were able to take Touch ID and leverage that into Apple Pay so that now you can buy stuff by bonking your phone on the thing, um, which I love. And I love even more because I can do it with my watch now. And that's unbelievably exciting to me because there's that brief moment of like, I live in the future. And most of the reason for that is because either the checker or the person behind me in line goes, whoa, and is really impressed. (laughs) I do it all the time just to get that little hit of like, I'm from the future. Um, But there hasn't been like a fundamental change in the operating system or in the phone itself since. You know, yeah. because there's a lot of little things that happen, you know, like the, the pedometer got better, I think, in the five. I don't know if it was the five or the five S. Um, yeah. You know, there, there hasn't been a lot your... of. Yeah, there's not a, a fundamental. Change in something that you can do with your phone or a new feature that's been added that is something that makes people go, oh, I need that. And so when you come when you take the the maturity of the platform and then you add that to the price of that platform like yeah people are sitting on it for a while and the iphone upgrade cycle is gonna is starting to look a lot more like the ipad upgrade cycle right which is not every year the last this last ipad update it was i continually tell people if you have the 10.5 it's pointless i mean yeah 11 i mean i do it because i'm a i'm a nut and have to have the latest and greatest but um anybody that's that's using the ipad the 10.5 and then if you go on the iphone even your eight is perfectly fine i mean my eight is no, i had no desire for a new phone like and i wanted a new phone a to get a new phone mm-hmm. but yeah it's not like it's slow it's not like it's clunky it's not like it's weird and and there's not like uh you know, you know the stuff that i wish i again i'm a very silly person and so like it would really be <laughs> awesome if i could have memoji but like mentally yeah. i couldn't bring myself to pay a thousand dollars for a 10 last year and i certainly couldn't do it this year because my phone's only a year old Right. So, no, no, you know, you, I'm not eligible could. until next year anyway, at a minimum, like mentally, like, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with myself and contract or anything. I bought it outright the minute I got it. So I can upgrade whenever I want to, but it's not going to happen until at least the 11 or the 10 SE or, you know, whatever they're going to call the next one. Uh, so, I mean, this year is going to be interesting. We'll talk about the year. They're, they're super in love with with the number ten. So maybe we're just going to get iPhone tens forever. I don't know. Um, I, I bet that's going to be an iPhone eleven at some point. 
here's hoping. Mm -hmm. uh, although nobody would think that if you listen to the news today. Yeah. So as we talk about the history of iPhone, <laughs> uh, yeah, the news of today was uh, the stock market uh, did not like the uh, the news of the, the quarterly results, and uh, they're they're cutting they're cutting the uh, the quarter and what the, what they're going to be making. And like I said at the open, uh, they uh, Tim Cook was blaming the the iPhone battery uh, program. It's partly to blame. So the stock market didn't like that too much, and Apple's stock is down uh, about ten percent. <laughs> so well, honestly. The stock market never likes anything Apple does. No, it because doesn't. When Apple, I mean, I, I'm when Apple makes tight. money, it's never enough money. You know, oh, Apple only made almost all the money. Shame on them. You know, um, it never. There's never a point I don't think where I've ever seen anybody be like, "Wow, Apple did you know really great today." And the way that you can, the way that I tell, is if you swapped out Apple for any other Fang stock or any other big tech stock, no. right? Like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Michael. Microsoft, <laughs> Dell, you know, whatever. Um, if you took any of those company names and swapped them in for Apple, is this a news story? And a lot of times the answer is no. no. And the thing that is sort of frustrating about this is, yes, I understand Apple adjusted their guidance. and It happens. Uh, I mean, a lot of companies are right. doing this. I mean, this isn't anything new. I mean... Right, but but to, for for that stock to affect the entire market, I mean, the market was down, mm -hmm. you know, six hundred points today. So right, but there's a lot of other stuff happening. You know, right, like exactly. I I you know, Apple like Apple's not the only stock that's down. You know, well, the entire well, market I mean, is down, and that's that's I'm, not I'm, all on Apple. I'm looking at my <laughs> phone. The stock, my stocks, every single one of them are down. I mean, you can see mm -hmm. that. I'm showing you on the camera. Look at all the red there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I mean they're all down. Like I mean, the market itself has. There are other factors affecting the market itself aside from Apple and aside from this, and you know that's part of why the stock is down. But I felt like it was a little, like that letter was really long, and it felt like a whole bunch of explaining stuff that maybe didn't need to happen because. Mm -hmm it's very easy to just come out with your statement and say like, we are adjusting our guidance from whatever it was to what it is now. And there you go. Yeah. Thank no, you. I mean, like it didn't have to have all of the other stuff about there's, there's a bunch happening in China and there was this China, battery China, program China. and blah, 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 blah. And like, I don't need any of that. Like, just tell me the guidance changed. And you know, they also announced the earnings call, which is going to be at the end of the month. Yeah. And you know, that's all anybody was going to ask about anyway. And, you know, granted, Apple doesn't adjust their guidance very often. I understand that. And they try to be very, they try to be as accurate as possible with their guidance because they were sandbagging it for a while. Brian was talking about it this morning. I heard China, blah, 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 China, blah, blah, blah. China. <laughs> yeah, he got the high points. Um, <laughs> one of the things that, that he pointed out is that Apple used to sort of chronically sandbag their guidance so that when the when the earnings call came out, they always had done much better than their guidance. And then everybody sort of got onto them and went, you're always making, you know, you're always reporting earnings that are X percent more than whatever your actual earnings were. So they got much better about doing it. And then they've adjusted from time to time. It hasn't been a ton, but they're still doing lots and lots of business, which I think is the part of this that keeps getting missed is yes, the value of the stock is less, but you know, Apple sold a lot of phones. Apple sold a lot of iPads. Yeah, Apple sold a, a whole lot of watches. Like I know, of it. again, it was, the plural of the, the plural of anecdote is not data. 
but there are so many people who got watches for Christmas. So many. People. Oh, totally, totally. We, uh, you know, we, AirPods, we, it, like yeah. all kinds AirPods, of AirPods. Yeah, I mean, everything was selling, so it's not. It's not like uh, the the Apple Watch is selling like crazy. I mean, we uh, Chuck Joyner. I was on his show last night with the uh, Mac Voices, uh, the, mm-hmm. the 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 aftermath of gift guides. I guess it really yeah. who calls it, and. Two guys were from Apple user groups, and, and they both got watches. They they saw I just got the Apple Watch Series Four, and then it was like, wow, there was like three or four people that had gotten watches. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there was about ten people that showed up uh, for for the for the show. So mm-hmm. I, I thought it was cool. I mean, and then that just tells me that every more, more and more people are realizing how great this watch is. I mean, with all the stuff we've yeah. talked about before with the ECG and, and all that stuff. And the watch and, isn't, and and the watch isn't like a hundred percent, I guess. Uh, without an iPhone, you know, so anybody who's getting a watch probably already has an iPhone and it could be, you know, I got a new iPhone this year. So I gave my old iPhone to my mom. And now my mom also has an Apple watch. Like that's the thing I know a lot of people did was like my previous phone goes to one of my parents. And so now I know that person is already set and obviously they can run iOS 12. So they can have the new watch and they can get a new watch and do, um, you know, all the stuff with the watch that they want to be able to do with it. And, you know, it gives other people peace of mind, you know, like if it's, if it's something for your folks and your folks are a little bit older, like you get the fall detection, the ECG stuff is really nice as a data point to give a doctor if you're tracking things. And it's pretty great. And I mean, you know, the other thing, like people are talking about Apple, you know, being doomed or whatever, but, you know, later today, like the letter came out yesterday and like 24 hours later, Apple puts out this press release that says customers spent over a billion Billions. with a B dollars. Billions of dollars. During the holiday. Right. I mean, and then a new single day record on New Year's Day, $322 million spent in the apps, this is the app store, not Apple stores, just right. the app stores. The apps, yeah. $322 million just on New Year's Day. On apps. Yeah. I mean, so, people were, people were off and home and they wanted yeah. apps. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, the app store is awesome. And there's just such a great uh, ecosystem of apps and, and it, and it really is, uh, uh, it, it really is, is great. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, come on, people. I mean, I'm a stockholder. I have it in my 401k, and I'm I, I'm sitting tight. I'm not I'm not it's, reacting to this. I, I'm I'm I mean, yeah, I've lost a lot of money in it, but you know what? I think <laughs> I'm in for the long haul. I, yeah, for retirement. If I were so. to react, it would just be, oh, Apple's on sale now, and well, I would buy more. I did react on Facebook because I got fed up with Facebook, so <laughs> I, I sold all the stock I had for Facebook. You know what I did? I moved it over all to Apple. I mean, it's just well, there you go. So I mean, so, it's. It's just, it's fine. I'm not, I, I'm not panicking. Apple's not, Apple's not doomed. Yes, this is unusual, but it's it's not the end days, which is what like every headline seems to be saying to yeah. today. And so, it's not, it's really not. So let's transition. We thought uh, one of the things, uh, uh, there was an article caught my eye was uh, the air power, which remember they announced that what, a year, over a year ago. More than a year ago, seventeen. They said it was going to come out in eighteen. I think. And then uh, nine to five Mac. We have an article on that, and uh, officially misses the twenty eighteen deadline. Apple is very silent on its status. So Mm -hmm. now we're all speculating here that uh, that 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 was supposed to come out, and and you know this was yeah this was September twenty seventeen when Phil Schiller was on stage announcing. Yeah. So. It was this. It was this event. It was the the iPhone eight, iPhone ten event when they said, "Oh, and with these new phones that do wireless charging, we're gonna offer this majigger so that you can lay your phone and your new watch and your AirPods if you buy a new AirPod case 
on this mat and everything right. charges as if by magic. Yeah, besides, I mean, besides the fact that, you know, I mean, wireless charging is a hot thing right now. The Qi charging is hot. Mm-hmm. You can buy, there's so many different devices you buy. I mean, I, uh, I had on my, on my so gift guide. I lo- I'm loving my the gift I bought myself for when I had it on the gift guide was <laughs> was the clock radio I I home and I just set my phone down on the, on the little ledge and it starts charging. <gasps> I home has one with Qi charging. It does. Yeah, we. I have to show you that model and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to know more about this. Yeah, it's a, it's a Qi charging uh, and uh, I uh, clock radio basically. It has a clock and. and well, Bluetooth I've gone through. I we're on either the second or third uh, iHome clock radio. Yeah. Uh, already because there was the uh, we had the first one that I think was thirty pin, and right. then uh, then we got a lightning ledge. one. Put it on the ledge. Yeah. Back up. Yeah. The wall. It's it starts charging. Ooh, that's oh. nifty. Yeah. So, like, for the show on that one. <laughs> yeah, we've had a few, we've had a few iHome devices. I'm a big fan of the the clock radio setup that just makes it a piece of cake to get your phone charged overnight. I really enjoy that. So. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. uh two two I had two uh topics on the Apple Watch. There there was an interesting mm-hmm. story today. Uh, an Apple Watch actually saved a woman that was trapped in a car. Um, wow. I don't know if you had a chance this, this, this actually was I linked the Mac Observer, our friends and your friends at the Mac Observer. <laughs> Andrew or wrote the, wrote the article, the brief article, and yeah. back, linked back to uh, to the news here, and it, and it basically said she was she was she got in in some mud or something, and she fell. The car got she was trapped, and she just kept saying, "It's up to my chin." And she she had her watch up, and she was able to uh, signal her phone and be able to make a phone call to nine one one from her watch, mm-hmm. and, and and it saved her. I mean, so I mean, you're, yeah. you're hearing, I'm, I'm hearing so many more stories about this. Including the heart rate thing with the, with the ECG, uh, yeah, you know, that your that your heart's not working. But I mean, this in itself just just tells me what, what what's great about the Apple Watch. I mean, having it on your wrist is mm-hmm. is great. So I, I mean, I was uh, uh yeah, I was on Chuck show last night, and I and I decided to go downstairs for a while to to, to chill out after being on podcasting for so long. Uh, so I go downstairs and I decide, you know, I want to listen to music. I didn't have my phone up with me, so it was upstairs uh, up mm-hmm. in my in my bedroom. So I decided, you know what? I want to listen to music. I have my AirPods in my ear still, and I just, I just resynced the AirPods to my Apple Watch, and I was able to listen mm-hmm. to the music I wanted to listen to uh, for a bit. And so, I mean, and 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 I don't care about the cellular part because, like, like what she just experienced being it hooked to her phone. Yeah, I mean, we all we all carry our phones, and we talked about that on the show yesterday too. Is uh, uh, the cellular? I think is just a waste of money, in my opinion. Um, I I have yet to find a need for it and I think it might be because uh, I stopped at the 8 physical size like I don't have a bigger phone than an iPhone 8 which is not which is too big a phone in my estimation because I have teeny little hands and, and then get the as max, a woman right? <laughs> yeah and I as a woman who wears women's pants uh I'm mad about <laughs> the pockets because I haven't been able to fit a phone in my pocket in years yeah. and that's a story for another day that's a story for another podcast to be completely <laughs> honest I think we um, get through a side podcast with all these topics you can well, come up <laughs> <laughs> and now welcome to the David and Kelly podcast network yeah. um so but the thing like the thing about it in particular is that I've not found a I'm not at the point where it's inconvenient for me to carry my phone around with me. Now, I also don't spend a bunch of time um, like running with my phone buckled to my arm or anything like that. Like I have a pocket in my in my like exercise clothes where I can put my phone and it's all fine. So I don't have to worry about that that much. But so I never found a way either. Like I have a series four. It's Wi-Fi only. Um, Same here. I, I haven't like you. I just haven't found the value in it. If I were a person who did a lot of running 
and like yeah. distant stuff maybe and I don't want it slapping against my arm for five miles or 10 miles or whatever. Like I know people who are runners who do like marathons and things who are like, yeah. And they're like the, the cellular in the watch is the best thing that ever happened to me because they can still get all their same information and everything out of their watch without, and, and leave their phone at home. And that's awesome. And I'm glad for those people. Um, it's just not my use case. I don't think that that, you know, that doesn't mean it's not for anybody, like, which is the thing a lot of people do is go. Attached, it's attached to my, Yep. <laughs> yep. Probably my belly. <laughs> I always have it on me. It's just I'm I'm obsessed. I should I shouldn't admit to that, but I mean this thing is with me 24/7 basically. Yeah. Um, and I'm always usually near it. So, but what I find convenient is like say I leave my phone on my desk and I go upstairs to uh fill my water bottle or something cuz my yeah. my office is on a different floor of the house than the kitchen. So I end up in the kitchen a few times a day doing different things. And one of the things that I can do is oh you know, I go upstairs and use the last of the whatever. I can turn my arm over and tell my grocery list that I need more of that. Or, oh, I see this is a thing. I'm going to go text somebody about it. I can lift my arm up and make, you know, send that text and not have to worry about it, even if I don't have my phone on me, which, like I said, again, very small periods of time. Me too. But um, <laughs> it's usually, you know, it's, it's a very easy thing to do. And, and part of that is stuff that we don't see, stuff that's not obvious. You know, it's the continuity and the handoff and, and all that kind of stuff, making those things possible because it's so much easier, Right. you know, because, because all of this stuff works together as well as it does. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but uh, then the one last thing we wanted to talk about is, and you, you came up with a tip after that. I need to add that into the notes, show notes here is uh, I don't know if anybody was aware of this, but I was up for new year's uh, uh, right at, at the stroke of midnight when uh, we yes. came to the new year in the central time zone. And, uh, and it's so cool because you look at your watch and all of a sudden the fireworks are going off and I, and I have a, I have an actual screenshot of when it happened, but you said there's a way that there's other ways of, uh, that, it, that it pops up too, right? Well, uh, I did not have my watch on at midnight. Right. Um, but so the next day I had a notification that said, happy new year, Kelly. And when I tapped on it, it would run fireworks hmm. on my screen during that. How'd you get the <laughs> notification? Uh, just the next morning when I put on my watch, it buzzed me and it said, Happy New Year. Oh, it's so and waited it, because I knew you didn't have the watch on. Yeah, because it was charging. Right. So um, I ended up with it later. And uh, so like the next morning when I got up and put on my watch, I noticed I had a notification and I tapped my notifications. It said, Happy New Year, Kelly. And I tapped on it and it gave me fireworks. So that was pretty nifty. I And, and I liked that it was that it was on there. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And the, I, I, and the I had forgotten about it, it but nice. then as I was sitting watching the New Year's uh, shows on TV and uh, and and looking, always you know, checking Twitter and Facebook and people mentioned yep. it. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, wait. I mean, I got to make sure I look at my watch. So, and, and I was able to get a screenshot of it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it was cool. And it was it was one of those things that's that's like nifty and unexpected. Yeah. And oh, hey, isn't that nice? Come on, we're geeks. We love this stuff. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> anyway that that was all of what we had really to talk about on the news there was a lot all by itself here we probably could go on for a longer time but um <laughs> I, I wanted to hit into a couple topics here uh today we talked about them the two we're going to talk about is um is what we think is uh what 2019 has uh in store for apple and then uh, we'll hit on the home kit plugs that i uh that i got for christmas and give a little yeah. bit of that so i think that'll that'll be a good uh, to uh, way of filling the rest of the show here so um 
Uh, I got a link to uh, to Mac Rumors. They actually wrote something about this, and and, and I guess you can, you and I can uh, just kind of make some comments and discussion about it. Uh, again, we just talked about air power, so I, I would venture to say that's got to be coming. It just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be. Uh, the, the, the the thing is, we, I mean, you, you have the only thing that really has to be updated is is the uh, the AirPods and the AirPods case, and and they've been talking about that uh, the AirPods AirPods case was going to get uh, sold as a separate accessory. You already have the AirPods, so you could you could uh, update if you want to or buy new ones. Um, so, I would think that's one of the things they have to be looking at. I mean, or, or they're not. I mean, maybe they're they're content with the third party uh, companies that are making the charging devices now uh, for uh, for both the iPhone and the Apple Watch. You know, uh, what do you think? Yeah, um, I feel like it's probably still coming. Um, yeah. My my hunch is that there is a not logistical but like a mechanical reason. Like yeah, yeah that's what and that's what you can do this, was. but it gets too hot or know, right. you know whatever. Um, I know Renee Ritchie over at Imore had a breakdown of like the sort of the history, which I have to air quote because we don't have, we have still haven't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. But the history of the AirPod of of the the power mat and um, you know it was announced. This is what they showed us you know, we did for a while have the option to buy a new charging case for AirPods so that it would be compatible with the power mat and all of that stuff sort of went away. And I think what I've seen is that part of that, um, was like, as best anybody can tell is that, um, it was basically a heat issue, you know, and and you don't want something like this that you could, you know, yeah, you can have one, but only if you're going to put it on a granite countertop, like that's not a great, that's not a great way to sell products. So um, it's probably something like that, like getting enough power to, to charge a watch and AirPods and a phone or a couple of phones or, you know, whatever capacity that they want to be able to get out of this device yeah. um, to be able to do that and, you know, not have it melt the counter underneath it or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like that seems like, you know, probably a good idea. So I imagine yeah. it's, it's something along those lines. Yeah, so yeah, I think we've beat that that topic to death here, but uh, let, it'll be interesting to see. And we talked about iPhones. You know, you 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 went through the history, which I, I always love doing anyway. But uh, um, yes. it's going to be interesting to see. And they they think to seem to think that Apple will continue with the three phone uh, lineup in 2019, and I, I'm sure they're going to have similar stuff to what the 10s, 10s Max, and the 10R is. Um, yeah. I, I'm again, as always, all you're really looking at is LCD updates, OLED. Uh, potential displays, uh, process, processors, of course, A13. Uh, those are probably going to be coming, uh, of course. I mean, and again, I think most who's listening don't probably really care much about the top, but the chips. But uh, you know, when when people pick up their new iPads and you know, like I, my, I, my mother-in-law got a new iPad. She had the Air, um, and and I updated it. We we gave her a 9.7 inch uh, sixth gen. Boy, did she see the difference in the performance. I mean, it's. It's it, it's a big it's a big jump. I mean the same thing with the iPhone. Um, oh sure, sure. You, you definitely notice the difference in the performance. But again, like we talked about, if you've got an eight and you're going to the 10s, the eight is fine. I mean, mm-hmm. there really isn't a huge jump between that chip and and the 10s. And the same thing, if anybody who has the the 10s, you're not going to want to. I mean, that, and that's where I think where we're at as far as the upgrades go. But uh, uh, that that's uh, something interesting. Of course, the cameras are, are going crazy with the, and then they're talking about a revamped true depth camera system with a smaller notch. Um, I'm hoping that they do something similar to what they did with the pixel, t- pixel three, which is the night, uh, the night of photography, which 
I've, I, I, I took a picture with a pixel too and it blew my mind. It, it, I, took, I took a dark picture inside of the hallway uh, my house and um, it, it was, it, it lit up. I mean, it, I mean, I purposely had the lights off. There was very little of any light at all. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, that, and that's what they really, they, I, I would, I'm not, I'm surprised that Apple isn't looking at that because uh, that was the biggest feature that Google was pushing for the Pixel 3 this, uh, this past year uh, is that. So the camera will always be, I, I, is a piece I, I know they're always going to be looking at because they know that's, I mean, come on, the iPhone is one of the number one fo- cameras out there. You, you, if, you, if you use a service like Flickr, look at all the photos that are out on Flickr. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 70, 80%. I don't know the exact percentage, but of all the photos that are uploaded are from, from the iPhone. I mean, it, it, it really is. It's just an incredible uh, camera and it always will be. So It really is. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I always do, like I find as I go through my photo library that as a sort of as a test, I will take, the same picture over and over again. <laughs> so, um, like there, there's a spot in Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride where I like to take kind of the same photo just to see like how it's improved over my phones over the years. And um, there's a, a place out here that has an entertaining neon sign, and so I like to take a picture of that at night with my phone to see what that looks like. Uh, you know, and so I've got that from like. Uh, a 3G and a 4S and a 5S and a 6S and an 8. And like, I've got sort of the same picture that I can just sort of, assess, cool. you know, like, here's what it looked like that many years ago, you know, and here's what it looks like with the camera I have now. That's and a, that's a great idea. I wish I would have done that because I, I owned all of them basically. I mean, it's just habit, like for me, because mm-hmm. I, you know, like part, because for me, one of the biggest reasons to upgrade for the most part is that the camera has gotten at least until, you know, very recently, like the difference in the camera between the seven and the eight is not a whole lot, but it used to be much more dramatic. And because I was, I was on the S track, you know, I only upgrade every other year. Like, you know, everybody knows this is a seven S like, I don't know why the eight was the thing that they decided to call it, but it's seven S <laughs> and so my seven S camera is, you know, is, is very different from what my 6S camera was from my, my 5S from my 4S, you know, yeah. all the way back. So I tend to try to take those pictures. And, you know, one of the things that they always tout when they're talking about the new camera is the low light. So I always am looking for that low light situation and a neon sign in the nighttime is a really good test and uh, rides at Disneyland where you're not allowed to have the flash on are a good test. And so I find that I end up taking some of the same shots over and over again because I want to know how much better it got from last time. And usually the way that I test that, or at least have for a long time, is um, when I get back from wherever it was I took that picture because it's never like something in my house. (laughs) Whenever I get home, I will um, airplay them to the Apple TV and see what that looks like. Okay. And, you know, and they get better all the time. And it's, it's been a really interesting exercise to see how some of those have evolved over time. Oh, absolutely. And I can go back and, like I said, I mentioned I had a Kodak camera. I mean, I, it was a DC 3400. It was a big, giant brick. And I think it was like a three megapixel camera. And I look back at some of the photos I took with that thing. And that was, I loved that camera at the time. And, um, uh, but again, yeah, think about, you used to carry around that big, giant camera. I mean, I, mean, I have a DSLR mm-hmm. still. I'm, a, I'm still a DSLR user. I haven't really touched my, I have a Nikon D7000. I haven't touched in probably a little bit. Uh, but uh, but I got the big zoom on that. So then you know when I went out, you know when I want to do some serious photography, at least I have it because I've been a photographer for for a hobby for a long time. So you know, mm-hmm. I, I go back in the really old days of uh, uh, old old Micromat uh, uh, camera I used to have. So uh, 
so, so I've been through it all with photography, dark room, uh, developing the film, putting in that changing bag with the with the reels, and I don't know if you did any of that, but yeah, uh, I remember it well. Oh, oh, that old stuff. So, but anyway, that's I think that's where we're at with the, with the iPhone. I don't I don't foresee seeing anything talked about till probably close to the, when WWDC hits in June. Um, in my opinion, I don't. I just don't see it. I mean, they've they've got to focus on getting the sales up from what uh, what they've mm-hmm. got now. So and and what they've got now is awesome. I mean, I mean, I still think the 10R is a great phone. I mean, if you're if you're in the market yeah. looking for a phone and you don't have one, or if you've got a really old one, um, the 10R is perfectly fine. I've talked to a few people. My, I, I, uh, one person just got just uh, was at work. I helped him the other day. Uh, he switched from Android to, to iPhone. I said, "Oh, you got the 10R, and he loves it. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's great." So, yeah, uh, just had to help, had to help him get 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 the work email on because uh, you know you don't you're not used to where you go things and the way apps are downloaded for Android versus iPhone. I mean, yeah, it's, it's easier a on iPhone. Process. It really is. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we can uh, touch real, real briefly on Apple TV. I don't see that going anywhere. I love my Apple TV. I think it works out, works great. Mm-hmm. Um, it also incorporates into the home kit, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. it's possible they might think of something similar to what the Amazon, like Amazon has that fire stick. Uh, that they yeah, I've been waiting for the stick for a while just I, because I, I know. know. Well, I don't know that they're going to do it. But I, I do think it's a smart idea. And part of the reason that I think it's a smart idea is because I've seen um, the number of people who travel with an Apple TV right. for various things, um, whether it's I want to be able to watch what I want to watch on the on the TV at the hotel or the Airbnb or whatever. Like, you know, everything's all signed in. All I have to do is take, you know, these two cables. I plug one into the TV, one into the wall, and I'm good. <clears throat> I've also seen people who travel with them uh, for business. Like I know that where I'm going is going to have a television and not a projector in the room. And so I'm going to plug in my Apple TV and, you know, project my slides onto the screen that way or whatever. And I've been to conferences where they, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious everybody's going to be there with Apple hardware. And so uh, they're going to just plug in the Apple TV and you connect to the Apple TV. And that's how you get, you know, that's how you get all your stuff up on the screen in one way or another. So, I've seen lots of different opportunities for that to be applied in, you know, whatever way it is. Um, You know, I know people who take them and then set them up, you know, like if there's a conference or whatever and play games on it, Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, group games and whatever. And so I think there's a lot of usefulness there. And that's part of why I would like to see the stick because I think it would give a lot of people an opportunity you know, that they don't otherwise, because I know a lot of people who also travel with a Chromecast for the same reason. Right. They bring it to the hotel rooms. They want to have something to hook up. Yeah, like wherever I'm at. Somebody yeah. brings, uh, some people bring their Apple TV. So <laughs> yeah, it's not that terribly uh, uh, big to carry around with you, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I it'll be interesting to see. Interesting to see. Again, uh, and then uh, streaming TV service, they had been talking about that for a while. Uh, that pots possibly could happen next year. There was a, I don't have a link to the article, but there was some discussion about how cable is having some major struggles with the subscribers dropping because they're going to streaming services. So I think the streaming service business is just booming right now. I mean, with, with the likes mm-hmm. of Hulu and Netflix and uh, uh, I'm going to probably uh, subscribe to CBS All Access because I want to watch um, uh, Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. I mean, I, I, yes. I, uh, watched it last year i'm not saying how but <laughs> uh but this year you know I, i'm thinking you know what the heck i mean I'll, I'll i'll sign it up and then at least now i can get to the, get to the episodes and watch it because yeah that, that that's a great show 
Um, but I mean, that's the thing. People are, are, are subscribing to services. You know, Netflix is just, is just booming right now. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. I think it's like someone on 30 million subscribers. It's just, it's just, some yeah. Number. Well, and, and, and for me, the thing that sort of, that, that ends up being frustrating about it is that people, um, you know, if for everyone out there who does still have cable, <laughs> um, I do. Still. You, you, I do. Uh, you occasionally get the um, scroll at the top or at the bottom of the screen that's like, uh, this channel is going to go away on Dish Network because blah, or this channel is going to go away on that's the, the you know, on on Directv because blah, and you know, you need to call and tell them that you love this channel and you know all of that negotiation for stuff like it. Yes. If that part weren't so complex and weren't so fraught all the time with crisis, you know, um, I feel like it might be a little easier to take, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into people's less than charitable attitudes towards cable company. (laughs) Part of that is I don't have another option where I live. And, you know, so That's if Comcast wants to raise the rate, what am I going to do about it? There's nothing I can do. Nothing you can do. Um, Especially when you package it with internet. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, and then you add to that, like all of the content wrangling and shenanigans that goes on aside from right. the mechanics of, you know, can I even get the cable that I want where I am? You know, and like I've had example after example of this, um, you know, in, in various things because you know, and then through no fault of your own, you do or do not have access to certain things based on where you live and what cable you can buy there, your cable service and you know, different things like that. So I'm just waiting for the company that's able to get, that's able to do what Apple did with iTunes in the first place and go right. for $25 a month, we will get you Netflix and HBO and Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. here you go, you know, and, and that's not, you know, which is just, the same thing that cable packages are doing, but for digital services. And I feel like we're going to end up there and nobody wants to be, everybody's going to have subscription fatigue otherwise. And what are you going to do? You know, it's going to be hard to avoid. And that's why I think Apple's uh, it's interesting. Apple wants to dive into this uh, head first here uh, with, with content. They're they're producing their own content through. Well, and it's their own content. Like that's the thing to me that, that is sort of attention getting because, you know, we always kind of figured they would get, at least a good amount of ABC programming, given the relationship they have with ABC and Disney. So, you know, there's a good chance that it will be very easy to get Star Wars movies on your Apple TV, you know, pretty easily. That was never going to be a question. But other stuff. And, you know, there's still too much competition. And I think part of it is just because, um, to a lesser extent, the film industry, but, like, the TV industry was basically, has been essentially unaffected at this point by the kind of stuff that happened to the music industry. And right now those are kind of all the same companies, you know, so, so they should literally just take, you know, one of the old white dudes that runs TV stuff should walk down the hall to the office of one of the old white dudes that runs the music stuff and go, what was it that happened with you and the, the nappy or the nap, the naps, like what was the thing? Napster. Okay, yeah, what was the deal with Napster? Oh, Everybody man. got everything for free and the industry collapsed and we said it was going to be terrible, but now everything's better because people can buy a song at a time instead of an entire record. And so we're making more money than we were making before because we made it easier to buy than steal. Huh. Okay. We should look into that. 
thanks. And then go back to his office. Like this has happened already in other arenas and we just need to figure out how to speed it along on the tv side so that we can all get to the point where we're paying for the stuff that we want like that's the reason people are giving up cable in the first place is because everybody's paying for a bunch of stuff they don't want exactly well let's uh, let's let's whiz through this i don't want to be dwelling too much on this um briefly i'll talk about the home pod oh man and that was that was great the talk i I really appreciate um but uh home pod media consumption what's next (laughs) <laughs> Got to keep on the iOS directive here. Uh, the HomePod, they're saying it's not selling very well. Potentially, they're going to be a low-cost version. I don't know. I, I, I bought it for uh, $249 on, at Christmas time. So, I mean, they were selling it mm-hmm. 100 bucks less than what, what, uh, what it's available. So, who knows mm-hmm. where that's going to go. Uh, HomePod is this kind of a niche market, you know, with especially everything going on with uh, yeah, the Amazon, with their, with their Echo devices. And so, mm-hmm. that, that in itself is, a, you know... Oop. I think part of it is sometimes people are thinking about the HomePod in a different way because they're trying to think of it the same as an Echo Base and it's not the same. Right. It's a really awesome speaker that happens to have an assistant built in, which is not the same as right. the Echo line of hardware, which is, which is we're selling you an assistant that happens to have a speaker so you can hear it, not because it sounds particularly great or anything like that. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's a nice speaker for people who have not solved that problem already. And they look super cool. I just have I'm one of the people who solved that problem already. So I don't have yeah. I don't have a really good spot for it. Um, but I will say that they've started displaying them at Costco, at least here. Yep, I was, um, they have I one was on display. And I still can't get over how small it is every time I see it. I'm just like, it's so it's so show, much lower than one here. And I have one here on the left and right. Yeah. Of me, so, like when I when I look at it, I'm always like, it's so much. It's always so much smaller than I assume that it is. And um, and they sound amazing. Oh, and yeah. and, and know, I've got so, them paired, so they're they're yeah. yeah. So they're stereo, and it's super great. And yeah. you know, but I think some you know people are trying to compare it to that Echo and going, well, you know, of course it should be cheaper. It's different, but it's not an Echo. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, it's, you know, you you should be looking at like bookshelf speakers or, you know, that you could, that you happen to be able to talk to. That's more the market that, that this is going to end up, that this is. So So let's, uh, let's talk about iPads real quick. They just updated them in October. So I doubt anything is going to be any activity with the iPad for, for a while, at least another year. Other than the mini, other than the mini. Maybe. Maybe. Um, It's just that like the new one is super cool. People really like it. Um, Accessories are starting to come out. Yeah. I mean, I was on the show when you got yours and we talked about how awesome it was. Yeah, that was the last so, time we talked. Last, yeah. time last, time, last time you were on the show, I should say. We've talked many times. Yes. <laughs> the last time I was on the show. In an, yeah. The last time we spoke in an official capacity. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I find the new one really interesting. I haven't had a chance to spend a ton of time with it yet. Sure. Um, I do have, I, I, I do need to give a shout out. I have a friend who is a good enough friend to me that he got one. He picked it up at lunchtime and then we were meeting up after work. Mm. And so after work, he let it sit in the box and then opened so, it so with me an unboxing with you. Wow. Later so that I got to see what it was like. And you know, yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty great. And then when we were there, I was like, it was, it was hilarious that we, we both, when we watched the announcement, um, I, we were both like, 
why would you ever want your iPad to charge your phone? That's like, it's nice that they did that, but that's a really ridiculous feature, right? So we're sitting there, we've opened it up, the, it, you know, it's got like a 60% charge or whatever, because that's a smart thing Apple does is make sure you can use all your stuff right out of the box. Right. And we're playing with it and it's super great. And I go to take a picture of something and I'm like, oh, my phone is at 8%. Let me plug it into my battery. I go to plug it into the battery I carry in my purse. My battery's dead. And he goes, hand let's, me the cable. Let's plug it into the iPad. Yeah. And you know, siphoned off some power and it took like five or 10% of of the iPad power yeah. to charge my phone to like 30%. So I was and like, happened, and he happened to have a right. USB-C to, to lightning cable, huh? Yes. He, well, he bought one because he knew he was going to need it to oh, plug it into right. like anything well, I, else. Of course I did. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was super great. Um, but you know, so it was just very funny that like the one thing that we were both like, who would ever use that, you know, unanimously, like we both ended up exactly using that um but it's a super neat device and one thing that i sort of like about it is that it is unapologetically not the thinnest uh they let it have a little bit of heft and it's got uh no longer curved edges and right. i, like I it. think that's i think it's great and mm. i'm also excited it's like the you know the size of a normal piece of paper you know so mm. it's sort of like fits into places where you would normally carry a piece of paper around with you you know everybody has those mechanisms in the first place you know so it's really nice to be able to have that opportunity it's not you know way too big because it was you know because the bigger one was was too large so i'm i'm interested to see where it goes from here as it becomes a more industrial thing because now you know one of the things they touted with the new one was all the stuff that you can plug into it right and that was never a thing that Apple was real hot on was people plugging anything into it, you know, like eventually they made like the camera adapter, you know, so that you could transfer pictures from your camera to your iPad. And that was about it. And and now they're like, you know, yeah, take your iPad, plug it into that 5K monitor. That's awesome. And, you know, that was never their attitude before. So I'm really interested to see what that unlocks yeah, they're, they're uh, still they're still limited the what, they, what what you can do. I mean, file transfer is not as easy. Um, right. I have a I have a USB C uh, little hub, and it had mm -hmm. a network, had a, had a uh, NIC card on it, so it was a, mm -hmm. a gigabit NIC. You can plug it into have a wired network for your iPad. I mean, it, it worked perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so right so now the, the biggest hurdle I see is is software, um, right. because it, you can transfer like from a camera to your iPad, but not you know sometimes but you know it's just images and it's only the one way and it's not like what if I have stuff on a card and I want to take music and I want to take that music and I want to put it on my iPad and then take the card away and then just listen to music on my iPad like that's still not a thing you can do or a yeah. movie or whatever yeah, exactly. so um making that easier I think the demand for that is going to grow now that you can plug all these other things in and do all this cool stuff with all these accessories that you can buy now mm -hmm. that will work with this um I'm I'm really hopeful that that we're going to see some cool stuff in iOS 13 that's going to make yep. that possible. I'd like yeah. it to be in 12, but I just don't see something that big coming. No, before Dub Dub, um, really so, not much. And then there's really not much to talk about iOS 13 other than this. I think performance will change, and you know, maybe yeah. other. But it's way too early to be talking about iOS 13 right now. Right, but I don't think I think something as fundamental as like a file is just a file, and if you want to drop it on your iPad, you can. And if, you know, wherever it came from, like, you know, however you want to work that out, just like you can with your laptop now, 
yeah. and a USB drive. If you have files here, you can copy them over here and you can do whatever you want with them on that heart on that new hardware. Um, that's all I want out of it. And right. I don't think that th that seems like a big enough change that I don't think it would come as like a dot one or a dot two or a dot three release right. to iOS 12. That's the kind of thing they want somebody to come out on stage and show off and explain and and have be very, very cool. So that's a thing that I would like to see in iOS 13. I'm not going to hold forth about why it should be there or not, right. but you know, time will tell if it is awesome to be doing what they're, you know, if, if we are right in that, it's great that this <laughs> with the USB-C port on the new iPad, right. that there's all this cool stuff that you can plug into it and, and what potential that unlocks with people who make accessories for mobile devices. Absolutely. So if you, if you're interested in more information, there's a lot more we didn't talk about today is uh, there's a link in the show notes from uh, Mac rumors about uh, their, their, uh, as we kind of went through that guide of what to expect and 2019, check that out. Um, lastly, I want to discuss, uh, do our last uh, topic here is talking about home kit plugs. Um, I was, uh, I put it on my, on my, my Christmas list for this year. I was like, you know what? I want some home, I want some plugs so people can buy them and they're, they're not that expensive. So, uh, there are a number of them out there. Um, there was four that I focused on that I, that I have, uh, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of crazy because of having all these different, uh, the plugs because, uh, most people probably would want to buy just the same plug for everything, but I wanted to, mm -hmm. I, I knew that could, they, it would, would work perfectly fine in home kits. So I went through these four, uh, Eve energy, which is one of them, uh, which used to be Elgato. That's now, uh, yeah. spun off to the, the EV energy. Uh, cool geek is one, another one, which is actually, I, I found to be a pretty good switch. It, it, uh, it actually, uh, it actually is a very qu a quick performing switch. Uh, Wemo, nice. which is Wemo, which is part of Belkin. Uh, well, actually it is Belkin. Belkin bought them. Uh, Wemo was interesting is the fact that you had plugs that they originally were not compatible to HomeKit, and uh, and I found a deal at uh, Christmas time uh, Costco online, and they were they were selling two of them for thirty dollars, which is a really good deal. That's a and, very good deal. And uh, and 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 it turned out to be uh, the reason I grabbed them is because their new firmware upgraded them, so it did indeed work mm -hmm. with HomeKit. So and it didn't have anything on the package saying that it had it. So right. I was like, hmm, this is. But then I read online, oh, wow, you can upgrade these. And sure enough, yeah, they work great and, yeah. and uh, interface those. And then the last one I found is, was a company called iDevice, um, which actually the one I have has is a side outlet um, that, uh, that has a nightlight on it too. So when it turns on, um, it, it, uh, it has a nightlight. So, uh, so those are the four I did. Um, as far as Wemo setup goes, all, all four have apps and you download mm -hmm. the apps and, and you install them on your phone. That gets you going. It's interesting to see that you have to use, uh, and I don't know why they, have, they aren't on the 5 gigahertz band, that you have to use 2.4 gigahertz uh, Wi-Fi in order to get them uh, on the network to start. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, beyond that, and which is no big deal, because I would hope most people are smart enough they have a 2.4 and a 5 gig, which I do, gigahertz yeah. it is. Uh, and, um, uh, but the Eve Energy one, I, 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 do, I do like their products. I think they make some great stuff. And um, and uh, these plugs work really well. And if you go to their website, the link, it's the first thing that comes up on, on there. It's a little more pricier than the, the other ones, but it does have uh, some sw switch and power meter uh, settings in it. It projects costs. And so you can go in the Eve app and do that, as well as you go into the HomeKit app. The HomeKit app is very simple. It's, simpl it's simple. It doesn't have a lot yeah. of stuff in it. So if you wanted to get it more advanced with some of the other apps with uh, with each of the plugs, uh, you, you definitely uh, should uh, check that out. Um, and then uh, uh, the same thing with Wemo. Uh, they have their own app, and uh, you can uh, go in and, and you know, like I said, they, they have it on their homepage now. We are now compatible with Apple Home. So because it was crazy yeah. that that was crazy that they weren't, and I'm sure they were not 
getting good sales because of it. So oh, absolutely. Uh, so 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 uh, they uh, that's all these are. They're, they're just plugs. I wanted to get into. I was looking at a switch. I wanted to do a switch, but unfortunately, the, where I wanted to put the switch doesn't didn't have the the proper wiring, so I couldn't do it. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, that, that that happens. But you know, these are good. These plugs are good, and I, mean, I got some in my bedroom. I got some. And we did it for this year for our Christmas tree, so we could tell it to shut off and set a timer and um and and you set up scenes and, and through HomeKit mm-hmm. and all that. So it's a uh, it's really cool. And, and you said you have some as well. Oh yeah. Um, I have, uh, I have some Wemo switches. I have like sort of a variety of Wemo flavors primarily. Um, I have like the OG Wemo, which is the great big one. I have a Wemo mini, which is sort of the lean and mean that doesn't block the second outlet, which is very nice. And I also have a Wemo insight, which is the one that gives you, um, like the Eve does. It tells you like the power consumption and stuff. You tell it like what you pay a kilowatt hour and it tells you, this is what it costs you to run whatever the thing is that's plugged into it. Um, primarily we have stuck with Wemo. Part of the reason that we did initially was because it was one of the ones that did not require another hub to be on my network. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want to deal with the hub. Yeah. Which is super nice. Um, and the thing, and, and then before, uh, before you could do a lot of stuff with, before there was HomeKit, all these things, um, before you could do a lot of that like i set up my christmas tree ages ago there's still a video somewhere on mac observer uh where i used <laughs> ift and saved the the phone number that you text i saved it in my contacts as santa and so i could pick up my phone and ask her to tell santa to turn on my christmas mm-hmm. light and so then it would send a text message and whatever the, it doesn't matter what the text message says so it would send a text message to this if this then that phone number and then the if this then that phone number would trip the wemo that's fun so i have a little video of like me going tell santa to turn on my christmas lights and she goes want me to send it and i'm like send it and then a second later the christmas tree lights up so uh, one of one thing that i like about stuff like wemo is um and this is a thing that that i sort of watch with with lots of uh, home home automation slash Internet of Things equipment, and that is um, how compatible they are with other stuff. And it doesn't matter what the other stuff is, because if they're trying really hard to be compatible with other stuff, then that means going forward, they're probably going yeah. to continue to do so. So Hue bulbs, for example, are compatible with friggin' everything. Yeah. And that's great. And part of the reason it's great is because that means that they open that stuff up so that other people will want to be compatible with Hue lights. And so you can do things like um, I have a couple of apps where I can airplay music to the Apple TV and I have a number of hue bulbs in the basement of my house and I can take those and uh, play music through this app. I have one called uh, Ambify and I can play music through the app and it will change the lights with the music. And you can set like what colors it uses. So like, you know, these are only red and blue and these are only green and purple or whatever. And you can set them so that they all uh, go in time to the music. And yes, it's a very silly thing, but it's super fun. And <laughs> it is fun. But, but I also like, um, you know, I like that I've always been able to tell them through the A-Lady, uh, I can run all the, all the heat bulbs. And yep. uh, with... And, you know, uh, with the SmartThings Hub, you can run all your bulbs. And 
you know, if if you had some other sort of home automation, you know, brain that's like the hub that's supposed to control all the different stuff with automation right. and timers and all of that, like whatever that is, you can probably run your hue bulbs with it. And that's the kind of stuff that I look for because we still haven't had the real VHS Betamax slugfest <laughs> over like what standard is going to win. Boy, that's that's a, that's a, that's going back. <laughs> it is. Um, I like to kick it old school, yo. And but, but that's the kind of thing, you know, like uh, Blu-ray yeah. and HD DVD. You know, there's always like two competing technologies, and you have to sort of wait and see what's gonna like take over. And we haven't really had that yet. And so there's still, you know, there's there's Z-Wave and Zigbee and Mesh and all these different like networking right. protocols that can be used for all this stuff to work together. And you have to make sure that everything works with everything else that you already have. And so, you know, as you get more stuff, it gets a little harder to bring stuff in because you're not always sure right. um, how well it's going to work with all the other stuff. So now some stuff doesn't need to work together. Like my light switches don't have to have anything to do with my thermostat, for example. Like it doesn't matter to me if those two can work in conjunction. Somebody else it might. Um, but you sort of have to watch for that stuff. And, you know, the awareness of it is really just a matter of being able to kind of dig in and find out. And one thing that I really like, um, I haven't had, I haven't set any up yet. I have railed against HomeKit in the past, so uh, I don't have anything set up in HomeKit yet. But yeah. one of the things that made it so hard to buy HomeKit stuff for a long time is that Apple wanted to make sure that it was certifying things as HomeKit compatible. And part of that certification meant security. Mm. So it means that somebody can't just roll up to your door and go, hey, Siri, unlock the door and walk into your house. True. And I just said it and it just tripped my phone. I can, yeah. yeah. The one time I go, the one time I did. The one time you forget to not say the Hey lady. Yeah. Hey lady. Um, So yeah, that's like, that's one of the things that uh, we'll just mark an edit point there. You can fix it later. (laughs) Um, Fine. I think think um, people won't complain. (laughs) Well, if they do, you look forward to their letters, right? right. Um, So uh, like the security part of it is also a really important piece, particularly when you're talking about things outside your house, like a door lock or, you know, some other way that, that, um, that somebody can, can, who maybe has less than savory intentions, you know, may want to do something to your house. Yeah. And, you know, that, that can be hard. And so figuring out how to make that stuff work well and be secure and be something that can be used by anybody who lives in your house. Like that's the other yeah. thing, you know, um, I think everybody kind of has a situation where either they're the, you know, sort of the admin for the IT guy for everything in their house. Right. Um, you know, or they just take it all to the person who is, you know, at my house, it's me. I'm the one that has to make sure like the Harmony remote is set up and that if in that the Harmony remote runs the lights when you push the movie button, that it makes sure everything gets dimmed. And, you know, I'm the one that has to make sure like when daylight savings time happens, I'm the one that has to make sure the lights go on at the right time and not an hour off from what the right time is supposed right. to be and things like that. So um, it can be, you know, it can be hard to to have to kind of do that stuff. And it's much nicer when that's not, uh, it will be much nicer when that's not the case. And one of the things that HomeKit makes a lot easier is getting those things set up. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up because this is this went long, but I don't mind because you are just such a wealth of knowledge, <laughs> and we have so, we just get 
we're just so good together here. We're talking about all the stuff we talked about today. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, as far as any of the home kit stuff, and might this might be another topic of another show, and maybe I'll have you on again, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do a little more with this. So, um, I'm glad I was able just to. All I really wanted to do is dabble in it a little bit. I don't have a net, uh, mm-hmm. thermostat or, or any of that stuff or the bulbs yet, so I thought I wanted to start with the outlets and the plugs, and I think it's a good start for anybody. And I it really links. is, and part of I will jump in and say that part of why I recommend doing something like a Wemo switch or or um, <clears throat> I know Amazon, Amazon has specials on um, outlets that yeah, that's that where I bought them. That's where I game. Yeah, yeah, that are they they usually have a deal like every couple of weeks or so you'll see a a, a bit of a discount on one that works really well with the right. A lady, and it's really nice because it's the install is just you unplug the thing from the wall, you plug in this new outlet and then you plug the thing into the new outlet and now you can boss it around with your phone or with your voice or whatever and so that's all the installation there is the setup is really minimal from a software perspective and you don't have to know a lot of stuff or do a bunch of troubleshooting or anything in order to do that like I did a, a home automation show with with Chuck Joyner about a year ago I think or more yep. and that was my recommendation. Like, if you want to try it out, go buy a Wemo switch, go home and plug it in. And that's what I did. And plug it into that thing that you always want to use that is very inconvenient to use and plug that in and have that working for you. And then, you know, see how you feel about it and then go from there. And it gives you a really good way to get your feet wet. And so, you know, this is always a really nice way to do it. Like, uh, one of the places I have a Wemo right now is I have a hot water boiler. Hmm. Just one of those big things, a dispenser, you know, that sits on the counter and you push the button and hot water comes out. Hmm. And uh, it comes on every morning before I get up so that there's hot water waiting for me. Nice. So I can make tea every morning when I come down the stairs. It's just ready to go. And it's like a really small thing, but it's so much better because I don't have to stand around and wait for the water to boil. It's already done. And so now I know it's there and it's hot and all I have to do is hit the button and, you know, now I have tea instantly. Hmm. It's great. And that's what's great about you being able to access this with all your iOS devices, with your phone, iPhone, and your iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll jump into it. So, Soul Kelly, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and where they find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter. You should find me on micro.blog. I am Verso in both places. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me volunteering and talking to people about App Camp for Girls at yes. appcamp4girls.com. Uh, we are always looking for donations. So, uh, and we are a registered 501c3. So, um, I donated yay. Are, <laughs> yay. Thank you so much. And if you are interested, uh, you can always go there and find out about other ways that you can help us as well. Uh, we are in the midst of a um, fundraising drive right now. So, one thing that I can tell you is that if you go there and you say that you heard about it uh, from me on In Touch with iOS, I know that you will get something special in the mail. Oh, nice. Um, if you were to donate and your receipt says that this is where you heard about it, then I know that that something fun will come to you. And um, the rest of the time, uh, gosh, you can find me over at Mac Observer, uh, writing about things and talking that over not too long ago, (laughs) every morning on daily observations, uh, every weekday morning, I should say doing a great job. Thank you. And uh, beyond that, um, I mean, I've, it's a lot, that's pretty, pretty full. Yeah. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of other stuff, but yeah, those are probably the best ways to to track me down. And uh, yeah, that's probably about it. Awesome. All right, <laughs> let's let's wrap this up. I appreciate I appreciate you being here. Um, and that's a wrap for this week. Please uh, send us uh, your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address at feedback at intouchedbios.com. 
You can follow us on Twitter at In Touch with iOS. You can also subscribe in your favorite podcatcher. Uh, you can also find us in the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and even TuneIn Radio. Or better yet, go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links are there for you to be able to listen to us. I am Dave Ginsberg, and then you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Uh, Kelly, again, thank you for joining us this week. We had a blast. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.